Good morning, good people of internet land. It's Larry here from the Daily Larb, Tuesday the 28th of November. That's my little girl eating cornflakes beside me. The sun is rising at the back of my house, up above the houses to the rear. It really is a fantastic sight, like it's something to behold. Um, I never, I never uh, tire of watching this view, picture. The date is a funny thing, isn't it? It's something we agree on. We, we agree on it worldwide, but ironic really, because on... No, it's not ironic. <laughs> it's not ironic at all, but um, isn't it amazing that on other topics we, we drop bombs on each other out of our disagreement, but when it comes to the date, we agree. Uh, unusual, that. Um... Anyway, I'm going to kick off this morning with a couple of call-ins. I've got uh, Patrick from We Live on a Planet and uh, Kevin Touch call in to say thanks and uh, my mate Ray from his pod and Patrick and Ray have some comment on the homeless guy that I spoke about yesterday if you happen to catch that segment. There's an episode on it, episode 35 is it? 36, one of them anyway. One of the recent episodes... Um, and uh, you can have a listen to that, and these call-ins uh, refer to that. So thanks, folks, for calling in. Here you go. Larry, it's Patrick. Sorry, we got to quit meeting like this. Okay, on your take of handing out money, uh, I, I myself, I, I definitely can relate to what you mean. Uh, I'm more the apt of the guy, instead of giving the money, saying, hey, let me get you a burger or let me get you something to drink. Uh, I guess maybe that makes me feel better when I shouldn't be that way. If I give, if I want to give him the money, I should give him the money. It's who am I to tell him what to use it on. So that's something I need to work on. And then with the reason why we might with one and might not with other, I don't know. There's a study I saw with a woman with a red dress, beautiful woman, stunning. She needs help, papers or something like that, nonsense. Everybody comes to her rescue, all these guys, women alike. You take that same said woman, get her out of that red dress, make her so she's not so dialed up and pretty. People don't want to help her so much. So a lot of a lot of times we make judgments right away with our eyes and we might not even be aware of it. So Something is going on. It's who knows what it is, but our brain is a strange little thing. That's for sure. Thanks, Larry. Larry the Lob. It's KT. Shout out to you, man. On behalf of myself and the KT listeners around the world, I want to say a shout out to everybody who's been listening, especially you, Larry. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate your support. Hopefully that book goes well. Uh, Planet's been feeling, Planet's been filming me in about it. Keep doing you. Keep rocking. If anything, just keep reaching out, man. Feel free. Have a go one. If you need anything, feel free to reach out to myself as well. Take it easy. Hello, you, Larry. <clears throat> um, good morning to you. I hope you're well, brother. Um, I just listened to your segment there on the the fella down the keys. You, first of all, you tell you paint a beautiful picture, man. It's um, really descriptive, and I'm there with you. You know what I mean? You're well done. It's really um, beautiful, like storyteller. And anyway, um, I find if you ask them their name. You quickly recognize those who want a few quid for a few points or just want some contact, you know. I always try and... My mate Barry Jazz Finnegan, the artist, just, just has taken to um, walking up or walking where he's going and smiling at people, you know what I mean? Um, but um, oh, these segments are too short. Um, anyway, ask him his name and then you quickly... No, if he just wants contact or if he wants a few quid, I don't know. But, beautiful story. But I've um, had some experience on the other side of that. 
Um, when a few, good few years ago I was in England, I was uh, asked, invited to England by a friend and then this um, inverted commas friend uh, let me down and I was sleeping in fields and on the street um, for a few days and I had no money and stuff and I, I kind of found my way to a local um, Anglican church where they had like tea mornings and they gave me some food and stuff but I saw the soft look of charity in their eyes, you know what I mean? And I I kind of lived on the other side of that whole exchange just for that morning and, and that afternoon. And um, it was really interesting just to live it and stuff and to be to be seen with, uh, I don't know, with different eyes, you know what I mean? But these call-ins are too short. Larry, how are you? How's she cutting? <laughs> Um, the beggar scenario, I don't give beggars any money, um, sorry, uh, a stack, yeah, sorry about that Larry, so, yeah, as someone that's been homeless before, and someone that's been, um, mentally unhealthy in the past, shall we say, not once, ever, did I say, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get an empty cup and start asking people for their hard-earned money. It just wasn't an option for me. So, And then obviously there's the stories of people taking that money to buy drugs. And some of them aren't even homeless anyway. So, I mean, the last time I helped a guy who was on the street... I don't know if he was homeless, but he looked like he was a drug addict. Um, I bought him some food, and even then, the passerby was like, "Why did you do that?" They uh, they got themselves in that situation. Um, so it's interesting. Also, I think there's something to be said for the fact that, I mean, when we give these people money, are we or food? Are we actually helping them or? Are we making them more comfortable in their current situation? So if that guy, however much money he makes a day, just for asking from it, in a cup for people in their cars, what, what incentive has he got to go and make, to make, go and make better of himself? So yeah, they're my thoughts. I hope, uh, I hope you're well and I hope to speak to you soon. Take care. Good afternoon, good evening, good, good night, whenever, wherever you are. Good people of internet land. It's Larry here from the Daily Larb. Yesterday I posed a question. Um, would you give a few coins uh, to the guy begging at the side of the street? Would you give him food? Or her food? Would you, would you be judgmental about their predicament? Whether or not they're worthy of it? Whether or not uh, other people's decisions to give that homeless person food or money is right wrong um, I'm not asking because I've got a particular agenda that I want to uh, put forward but rather I'm interested in the particular uh, ideas that individuals have on this so I published a few call-ins few responses to that earlier on uh, another one just uh, not too long ago from Lewis uh, Vassal and um, I've been chatting to Ray from his pod 
um, further about it and we're going to do a, a, a conversation later on and I'll publish it to um, Anchor here and uh, iTunes and Spreaker etc later on but it's an interesting question uh, because homeless people uh, are everywhere in every city and it's a real it's a real problem um, I think it's uh, symptomatic of our culture of our western culture uh, now there are countries in the world I accept with particular ways of living and ways of life uh, that mean lots of people are living in less than um, adequate housing uh, you could even say that they're homeless India has a big homeless problem I understand lots of cities have homeless issues homeless problems and um, I can't speak for any other city or country because I'm not living in every city and country I live in Dublin in Ireland and the homeless situation is is significant here and I believe that um, a lot of it is to do or, or rather a reflection of um, mental states uh, the individuals who find themselves on the street are in a, a state of poor mental health um, uh, they've been in maybe destructive relationships they've been in uh, destructive families and grown up in, in um, difficult circumstances and by virtue of the life that they've lived they find themselves on the street it's a place where nobody wants to be uh, and it's particularly poignant around this time of the year we're coming up to Christmas time people are alone and um, it's just something that's been on my mind I constantly ask myself this because when I go to college at night if I happen to get the bus into the into Dublin city centre uh, uh, and I get off the bus on, on the quays on Bachelor's Walk and cross the Hapenny Bridge. There's people begging on the on the bridge the whole time. And they're the same people. Some of them look like uh, they actually um, live a very hard life. They've, they're, they're weathered. They're, they, look like they're, they look like they're alcoholics or drug addicts. They, some of them look clean and healthy. And they're dressed reasonably well. And I'm asking myself, what is their particular circumstances? Do do some people choose this way of life? And are, are some people at odds with this way of life? Do some people accept this way of life? Do do they walk away from the bridge and join their buddies uh, on, on the quays, uh, pool their resources and buy some drugs? Do do they use the money to get themselves a room in a hostel that night? Um are they just only landed in the city? Uh, what's their circumstance? Every one of them is different. And, I mean, I at times, some, some people I give money to, and some people I don't. Some people, I make a call, you know. I think everybody makes a call on who's deserving of a few quid or, and who's not. But it's kind of crazy, because who am I to say who's deserving of five euro or two euro? Who, who, and why should I have a say in what they do with that money if it makes them feel better where they are? Of course, we always judge people from our particular standpoint. A lot of us make a call and say from our particular position, given our own life experience, they should be doing this, that or the other. You know, And that whole dynamic is very interesting to me. One thing is for certain in all of that, to live in the street is not ideal you know but I do 
understand that those who spend most of their lives on the street uh, and become caught up in that whole kind of subculture of homeless people maybe taking drugs and, and drinking alcohol whenever they can is self-supporting they these people these people that's even wrong that's wrong to me people in these circumstances that's more accurate tend to support themselves they support themselves in their particular way of life just like I support myself by virtue of associating with people in the same kind of uh, mindset who live the same kind of life as me and uh, it this you could say there's levels of it but in particular levels of society people always support each other regardless of their circumstances and if they're in, in those circumstances maybe maybe their existence is not as detrimental or as dire as we perceive it to be and who are we to say so anyway you know like there's a guy um what's his name i can't remember now martin hart he was a homeless dude he's been on the street about 20 years and there's a short video online i'll try and dig out i'll dig it out actually and i'll I'll drop it in to the clipper and i'll post it here uh but there's a photographer guy uh, just struck up a relationship with Martin Hart. Um, and uh, Martin had an existence on the street for 20 years and now he's living in accommodation that's been provided to him. Um, anyway, that's a whole other discussion. I'm not going to get into that now. But he lived a life, a clean life. And, and despite the abuses that he experienced on the street from people, he he got up in the morning. He'd sleep in a sleeping bag at the side of the street under a bridge in a particular part of Dublin City. He'd go to the church, a local church. He'd have a wash there. He'd 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 have some food there. He would go to the library and spend three or four hours in the library reading, and then he would he would go back to his place to sleep that night. And that's how he spent his life. And if you watch the video, he seems totally and utterly content in doing what do, living this way, and. Uh, very interestingly, um, the photographer chap, I forget his name, asked him a question, what makes you happy, Martin? And Martin said, the rain makes me happy, the sunshine makes me happy, summer, winter, spring makes me happy. And he asked another question, he said, what do you think makes me ma happy, Martin? And Martin's response was, I don't think you can ever be happy because you're seeking it, you know? And that was really interesting to me because here's a guy living on the street who's completely happy and content in his life. And yet we stand here in our position and we make a call on that. We make a judgment on that. And we say, you know, we pity this guy. We think, but he's completely content. So who are we to say? Anyway, uh, Ray and me are jumping on the old blower later on and we're going to have a chat and I'll post it here. In the meantime, I'll post the Martin uh, Hart clip and see what you think of that. I'd love to hear from you on this because... Um, I want to know more. I want to know how you perceive this and what you think of this subject and uh, what, if anything, we should do about it, you know, as a society and individually too. So uh, just call in, let me know. Talk to you. Thanks. My name is Martin Hart.
I wake up around about normally maybe about eleven half ten. I feed my little beasts. And then I pack my bags and tidy up. And I perhaps go across to the church at about a quarter to one and get service. And I have a bit of a wash inside the church. And then I come out and I head to Grafton Street, which I may have a cup of coffee. There are lots of things to occupy your mind. You might take a walk at Stevens Green. And then I will head to the library. Which I would get there, maybe it might be three, four o'clock. And then I will read from there on. I could read a book in maybe up to four or five days, maybe over 500 pages, in the library for about three hours a day. I will leave the library at about 10 to 8 and I will head back and do some shopping. Then I will head home to Western Row. My name is Donald Maloney. I've been a professional photographer for almost 30 years. I first met Martin in November 2013. I was on my way back from a meeting in the city and I was passing under the bridge at Weston Row and out of the corner of my eye I spotted him. He looked like a Dickens character. He was lying in a sleeping bag feeding pigeons. So I stopped the car and grabbed my camera. I ran across the street and asked him if I could take a photograph of him. But he didn't say anything. So I just took the shot anyway and went back to the studio. So next day I returned, hoping to get a little bit more about the man. So I walked up to him and said, How are you doing today? And he just replied, Excellent, thank you. <laughs> I, I was immediately intrigued. I had to know more about this guy. So we just sat down and chatted for about an hour. The first Christmas came along, which was just over a month since I'd first met him. And I decided to ask him to the studio for dinner on Christmas Day. But he graciously declined, and I then suggested that I'd bring it to him under the bridge. So that's exactly what I did. And he seemed to really, really enjoy it. And for the last two Christmases, 
our trust and respect has grown. And he's been coming to my studio for dinner. I've known Donald about four years. I think he came over to me while I was in my home and what I'm lying about. Then he just approached me and spoke to me. That's how I met him. He likes photography. I think I took a photograph of him. I think there are some photographers who can catch a personality in a photograph. Sometimes we go, we've been to do the, where is it? The lighthouse, which is towards Ring's End or something, the Sandy Mount or someplace there. And we've been to Dolly Mount and St. Dan and lots of places we go. They're always exciting and interesting. I mean, financially, he's probably in a better situation than me and, and most people. He, he has no debts, and more importantly, he doesn't have the same stress as many of us regular folk do. He's no mortgage, he's no loans, he's no work, he's no family. I love my family and I love my work, and I'm not suggesting for one moment that I'd swap it for his life, but I sometimes envy him, in a funny kind of way. He's happy and he's in a good place with himself. Isn't that what we all strive for? Happiness. I think happiness is, is an illusion, really. The simple things in life that make me happy are reading a book, or even feeding the, the pigeons. Christmas makes me happy. Even the coming of spring makes me happy. Summer makes me happy. Snow makes me happy. Even rain. Thunder and lightning even. When was the last time you were unhappy? I can't think of unhappiness. I couldn't describe it to you. What do you think makes me happy? I don't think you could ever be happy. Why do you think I, I, I could never be happy? Because you're looking to find happiness. What makes you happy? What makes me happy? God, I wish I could answer that question. Well, because I'm coming from a different world than you, what makes me happy is financial stability makes me happy. People make me happy. Um, communication makes me happy. My work makes me happy. But you've never considered yourself homeless? No. Where's home? Home is in the intellectual capacity to be happy. How would you like to be remembered? Yes, but, but who'd be remembering? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> you see, when you leave little to be remembered by, there is little to remember.
Thank you.